This is the Chris Logsdon Leadership Podcast. On this show, we discuss all things leadership. The show's mission is to lead, inspire, and equip people to be greater today than yesterday. Now, here's your host, Chris Logsdon. Hey, this is Chris with the Chris Logsdon Leadership Podcast. I'm excited today. I've got a good friend of mine, Jed Harris, is joining today. And uh, I'm really excited to dive into this episode and get started. So, Jed, thanks for thanks for being willing to join. Hey, Chris, thanks for having me on. I'm excited about your new podcast. I think it's going to be great. Yeah, you know, this is uh, this is episode one, the very first episode of the Chris Logston Leadership Podcast. This has been something I've wanted to do for a while now, and and tried to do the research and figure out how to make all of it work and do this. So uh, I'm excited to have you on as the first guest on the first episode. So uh, I'm excited to dive in today uh, on this episode. But you uh, you and I, our relationship goes way back. Um, many, many years. I, I won't say how many years because that will age both of us. Um, <laughs> but you were my youth pastor in high school. Um, so we, we won't talk about how many years ago that was, but, uh, I do, I, I am able to remember that. So, uh, the, my last, last little bit of high school, you were my youth pastor. And so you've, uh, you've transitioned, um, obviously from youth pastor, uh, you worked in the corporate world for a while and then doing some recovery work, um, and celebrate recovery program, uh, and to your most recent, um, thing that you're doing as an executive uh, or a leadership and life coach with the John Maxwell team. So uh, your company is Rise 7. So tell me a little bit about Rise 7. Well, Chris, um, the name of our company is called Rise 7 Leadership. And it sprang out of when I was in the recovery world. I was a Celebrate Recovery pastor for four years. And about halfway through that, I was looking for um, some different tools to help people in recovery. And I kept hearing this term life coach. And so I looked into that and I found out that, um, I mean, there are many, many, many certifications out there, but a lot of them don't really mean anything and they don't give you great training. Um, But I found that the John Maxwell team was out there and I looked at their program and it had incredible training, and I was already already a big John Maxwell fan. And so once I saw what they had to offer, it was kind of a no-brainer to uh, join the John Maxwell team, um, getting certified as a public speaker, a coach, and a leadership trainer for those guys. Um, in fact, they're in transitioning now into a new name. Um, it'll be called Maxwell Leadership something something. Um, but right now I'm just still saying it's the John Maxwell team. So, Interesting. um, once I jumped in there, I, I started taking some of the guys that were in our recovery program and I said, okay, I, I'm certified as a life coach, but I've never done it before. So if it's okay with you, I would like to start coaching you. I think I can help you and then you can help me kind of hone my craft and get better at this. So I started doing that and I really started seeing some guys move forward in their life. I mean, I was excited to see them move forward and it energized me. 
and over time I just felt like this is really where I need to be. And so I left the recovery world and I still love celebrate recovery program. Don't get me wrong. I send people there. Um, but I started this business, um, in January of last year. And part of that is I have my own life coach. And also when I was looking into the John Maxwell team, he was speaking into me and he was saying, I think there's more in you than just being a recovery pastor. And he wasn't being derogatory toward the recovery world. What he was saying was, I see more capacity in you than what you're doing right now. There's more potential in you than what you're doing. And so, uh, um, you know, I had a limited belief in myself at that point, but that seed began to take root and grow. And so over time, um, I, I birthed this idea of having my own business uh, as a coach. And I came up with this name, um, The Growth Collective. I was kind of a Star Trek fan, and and that, that, that name Collective was a part of um, Star Trek. And and I would tell people, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to start this thing called the Growth Collective. And everybody just kind of looked at me like, okay. So there was never any traction with the name. And then I said, this is not going anywhere. Just the whole idea. Nobody's get, no one's getting excited about this. I, I like that name. I like that well, name. Well, I did too. You know, it's, it's a collective is a group of like-minded individuals. So there was a really a purpose behind it. But it still never gained any traction. But then I, I came across this verse in the Bible in Proverbs 24, 16. It talks about a righteous man will fall seven times but will rise. And I, I tell you, Chris, my story is a story of falling more than seven times. But the fact that God never gives up on us and he says that you can continue to rise above your failures. Uh, it really resonated with me. And so Rise 7 just kind of jumped off of the page uh, of Scripture, and, and I started saying, man, I think that would be a good name. And I started letting some people know about that name, and they all smiled, and they all were energized by the name. And so, you know, if you're going to create your own brand or name or something like that, it, it really needs to have your story behind it. It needs to have some passion behind it. And so um, it was just really exciting. So that's how it was all birthed, Rise 7 Leadership. Cool. That's, that's pretty neat. So does the, um, does the 7, obviously it's, you know, you shared with it, but is there, is there any, you, I believe you have some points, um, some 7 principles, if you will, um, or 7 key areas. Is that Yes. Right? So John, John Maxwell teaches a lot about how to reflect and how to think. And he recommends us finding a place that's kind of out of our comfort zone and just sitting and taking a notebook and writing down our thoughts. And so one day I decided I was going to drive over from Silent Springs where I live to Rogers, Arkansas. And I sat down in a coffee shop and I did exactly that. I, I took my notebook out and I just sat there and I began to think. And I started hearing in my spirit, add to your faith. In other words, grow your faith. Well, I mean, obviously, as a Christ follower, I'm supposed to do that. But then I heard in my spirit, grow your family. In other words, grow your family relationships. 
okay. And so I'm just jotting these things down. Then I'm hearing grow your friendships. And I had been to counseling many years ago where I had a counselor that, that really recommended me investing in my, in my friendships better. And so, um, that was kind of a foundational thing. Well, I'm sitting there and going, all right, all of these things are starting with an F. So that's kind of cool. Um, you know, coming from the Baptist world where Baptists always have three points and they all start with the same letter. This was, this was working out pretty good. And so, but I could not find anything for work, um, that started with an F. Um, but I came up with the word fulfillment, which really resonates because if you're going to spend the majority of your life doing something, <laughs> you certainly should be fulfilled by that. And that's what you're doing with your work. Right. I mean, there you're, you're grinding yeah. it out eight to 10 hours a day. Uh, that should bring great fulfillment in your life. Well, then I'm thinking, okay, well, I'm, now I need one for my health. So what is that? Obviously the word there is fitness. And so I, I, I came up with, with those things. Um, and then I sat down with my life coach and I said, Hey, um, I've got these, these F words going on. Um, what am I missing? And he said, I love this. And he looked at it for a while and he said, finances, you're missing finances. Okay. Um, so I added finances to the list. And then, um, next thing I know, um, I, over time, this thing kind of came together where I added one more and that was fun because we need to be able to, you know, take a break from everything and, and just relax and have a good time. You know, even from a Christ-like standpoint, the scriptures talk about, um, you know, having a Sabbath, a, a day of rest. So, um, you should have fun with that. So, so those are kind of the principles that came out of of rise seven. Gotcha. So Nate, list those off. List, list those off. List off all those F words. Okay. So we have faith. We have family. We have friendships. We have fulfillment, um, which is the work. We have fitness. We have finances and we have fun. Gotcha. I think that's, uh, you know, and then kind of the key from that is is to then define some some goals and things like that for each one of those uh, each one of those areas. So, um, you know, that's something that you and I working together. Um, you know, you were my I mentioned earlier you were my youth pastor back when I was in high school, and and now uh, as my life coach. So it's kind of gone full circle all of of, of those years. And it's been it's been fun to kind of sit down and figure those things out. Uh, I know for me, but for people that are listening and were like me at one time, and you know, you everybody's heard of the word, you know, of this of this term as an executive coach or a life coach or personal coach, and I really had no idea what it was because when I when I sat down and started figuring it out, trying to figure that out, I uh, spent a lot of time researching. What do um, successful people do? You know, what what aspects in their life do they have, and and how can I, you know, add to that and and different things? And so one of the things I I looked at that everybody that I read about a biography or whatever else they all seem to have a life coach. And so for those listening that don't 
know what that is or don't understand that. Can you share a little bit about what is a life coach or a personal coach? Sure. Um, so, so Gary Collins actually gives a pretty good definition of, of what a life coach is. He says, it's a person who guides a person or a group from where they are toward the greater competence and fulfillment they desire. And so a, a life coach is really a forward thinking person. Um, what they are doing is they are helping you create your own growth plan for your future. Now with rise seven, I, I challenge my people to create growth plans in those seven areas. Um, because if, unless you have a plan, it just doesn't happen. It, it's, it happens like one of these days I would like to do this. Take for instance, I, I really enjoy national parks and back probably 12, 13 years ago, I made it a point to, um, try every time I go on a trip it's to hit up a national park, a national monument, a national something. I just really enjoy those. And then people will see my pictures of, you know, like Yellowstone or Grand Canyon. And, um, and they will respond and they'll say, I've always wanted to go there. Well, they've never really wanted to go there because they always go to the same place. You know, a lot of these people, they go to Florida and they, they rent the same house and, and they go there every year for like the last 10 years. And so they really, they're saying, I've always wanted to go there, but they really haven't. Because if you really want to do something, you have to create a plan and some action steps to make that happen. And so um, we teach a lot about intentional growth, which is all about creating a plan, um, knowing the why of why you're trying to get there, and creating a plan on, on what this looks like in the next 30 days, 60 days, 90 days, year, three years, five years, 20 years. Um, and so we're goal, if you're goal oriented, um, at the end of the six months, you either attained your goal or you didn't when you're growth oriented, then it's a lifelong plan. So if you go back to something like fitness in my rise seven fundamentals, the reason why fitness is important is if I am to add value to people. If I'm to give them what I have to offer, then I need to do that as long as I can. And I can only do that if I'm taking care of this, this personal vessel, my body. So it all kind of fits together, if that makes any sense. So um, yeah, most definitely. A, a coach is really forward thinking. Gotcha. So before I, before you and I reconnected, um, you know, and, and really, I hate to use the word I that I hired you as my life coach because I, I hate to use that word like, you know, that you're hired help or whatever else. But, um, you know, just before we really joined together, I guess, um, in that sense of you being my life coach, I didn't, I was familiar with a mentor and I've had some mentors, I feel like, over my life, but um, so people that are familiar with the mentor, is that not really the same thing as a life coach or is there a difference? And if so, what is the difference? I would say that there's a distinctive difference. I'll give you an example. In my own life, I had a great mentor in sales. I was in the material handling world. I sold forklifts. Um, and my boss was, was just incredible. 
And so basically for two to three years, we would make sales calls together and he would do the majority of the talking because he knew the majority of the answers and I was still new and I was still learning. And so I didn't. Um, but I noticed that over time it shifted from 80% him to, to a higher percentage of me doing the talking. And eventually he kind of walked away and let me do all the sales calls by myself. So a mentor basically says, look, come beside me and I'm going to rub off on you. Just watch what I do. And it's going to translate into your life. Um, and mentors are great. And I think everybody should have mentors in whatever um, workplace they're in or whatever craft that they're trying to learn, whatever career path. Mentors are very important. Um, then the question becomes, well, you know, are you like, are you kind of like a counselor? Um with counseling, most of the counseling, you're kind of looking back. You're, you're trying to dig out the roots of your, of your issues. Um, some counselors are forward thinking, but most of it, best that I can tell, is looking back and trying to unpack the whys of the struggles that you may have. And so then you have teachers, and the teachers are, listen, I'm going to give you all this information, and you just learn this information. And all of these people have good roles in our lives. But there again, the life coach is focused more on future. Where are you going? And they mainly do this through a series of questions. Um, basically, they're saying, Chris, within you is the answer to your question. I'm just going to ask deeper questions until you create the plan verbally out of your own mouth. And then you can put it on paper and then you can start moving in that direction. If that makes any sense. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. I think that that really, when it was when you explained it to me that way um, early on, it made a whole lot more sense because that was my deal. I thought, well, I've got mentors in my life. Why do I need a life coach? And you know, they're the same thing. And that's what I had just always thought they were the same thing. But there is that distinct difference. And I also think probably. Um, at least what I see is I think a mentor is probably for a season and a life coach is more just that for life. Um, we're going to have different mentors come in and out of our life depending on where we're at and what we're doing. But hopefully, you know, once we have a life coach, we have that same life coach, you know, throughout the rest of, of our life. Uh, yeah, I think I think a, a person who really connects to a certain kind of coach can have them for a long season, although some coaches may be just for a short season. Um, some people come in with one focus. I, I just want to deal with this, and I want you to coach me through this process. That might be like a six-month time frame and, and move on. Um, but some people see the value of a long-term coach. Yeah. Um, so you also do not just um, personal life coaching, but you also do some corporate coaching. Is that right? Yes. Um, I have done some leadership training. Um, and it, I, I've, I've really focused more on the training part of it than the coaching at this point. Um, I would love to do more more of the coaching in the corporate world. But right now I, I pretty much go in with some of the John Maxwell material and teach some leadership principles at this point. Okay. Um, 
Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. That may be in a better way to to ask that question than some training and and not uh, coaching. But so no, I can. If you don't you mind me jumping in, go ahead. Um, go ahead. I will tell you that some companies they when they focus on training, a lot of times what they're teaching their people is the systems of their company. Okay, these are the systems. This is how our company operates. But in reality, a lot of that training and and those sessions are not focused on growing people as leaders. So there really needs to be uh, a professional leadership expert that can come in and teach leadership principles to that company. And really, it's based around their mission statement and their values. And most companies these days understand the benefit of having kind of a mission statement. You know, this is what we're trying to accomplish. And, and these are the values of our company. Um, unfortunately, there's a lot of disconnect there because if you ask the average Joe working there, you know, what's your mission statement or what are your values? Most of them cannot tell you that. And a lot of them would, would bring some things to the table that are going on in the company that are, are, that are really um, against the values of what the company itself stands for. It's a pretty interesting world. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Most of it. So what, how can you, you kind of, you kind of hit on it there. If a company is wanting to do some training outside of their systems and processes, um, kind of what's the, what's the process that you would go through and, and what do you do, uh, in this is to come in and do some corporate training, uh, on, as far as leadership skills and stuff go, not the, um, you know, the process systems and processes internally. So um, as a certified Maxwell team person, I have 10 core systems at my hands to teach people. Um, For instance, my favorite John Maxwell book, or at least one of my top three, is The 15 Invaluable Laws of Growth, which you are personally familiar with. Um, and, And what we know is if I teach intentional growth to a group of managers and they actually buy into this and they start growing on their own, then they will automatically become a better leader in the organization. Um, now John Maxwell also has a system um, that's about communication. And so it, it's a great resource. Um, one of his books is Developing the Leader Within You 2.0. He's updated that book, and it's it's an incredible resource. Um, another one of his resources is sometimes you win, sometimes you learn. And that's such an important principle that's going on in that book that discusses, you know, you don't fail if you learn something from the process. Right. So um, so that's what I do. I You know, a lot of those books have anywhere between 15 and 20 different leadership principles and so I'm going to sit down with a manager or a company owner and say, what, what are your challenges here? And, and then I will know which principles that I need to bring to the table first. Gotcha. Uh, you also do some stuff with some, with some high schools and go in and talk to some of the kids. So what are you, what are you doing there with that? Um, really, my focus there is in personal growth and development. There again, um, I, I really believe in intentional growth. Um, I really believe that 
if you have a plan that everybody can grow. And so a lot of people do not grow because of um, what Dr. John Townsend calls people fuel. He says there's certain people that we need in our lives. And in our culture, our, our families are kind of, um, they're kind of bankrupt in some ways. So a, a lot of kids come out of broken homes. Um, you know, a hundred years ago, the family unit was all together. There was mom, there was dad, there was grandma, there was grandpa, there was uncle, there was aunt. And all of those people were pouring into the family. And now we're really isolated. And so some of the people feel that we're, we need, we just don't get. And so I have to go in and challenge people to, to say, first of all, I'm a person of worth. And once I understand that I'm a person of worth, then I will start adding value to myself. But unless I value myself, <laughs> I won't add value to myself. In education, for instance, I mean, the reason we, we have a great education system in the United States, but a lot of kids don't take advantage of it because they don't have any personal worth themselves. And so really my focus when I go into a school is just try, try to build up those students and say, look, you're worth it. And if you're worth it, you'll add value to yourself. Right. So are you going into the public schools, private schools, some of both? Um, right now, I've had the privilege of being into three uh, public schools that are fairly local to my area. And, and okay. I've been um, I've partnered with with one of those um, that I'm going in monthly. And then um, the other the other two I've been a couple of times. OK. All right. Sure. Um, so. In my next episode, in episode two, I'm going to have uh, a good friend of mine and I'm going to talk. We're going to talk, uh, have a discussion. He's a an author he's writing a book and he is an avid reader and so just talk a little bit about how you see the significance of um, reading for the the personal growth and development process how's how does that how is, is that important is it not important um, you know where, do, where what's your feelings on that okay absolutely important um, first thing is we, we, we know that successful people, and if, if you wanted to put a money, um, a number on successful people, it would be the top 3% of, um, of the money in America, or even in the world maybe. Um, and, and these people, on average, spend 10% of their income in personal growth and development. So they realize what do I have to offer? It's me. And I need to offer the best me that's possible. And so to do that, I have to grow. So a lot of these successful people will have an executive coach, a life coach, a nutrition coach, a fitness coach. I mean, they, they have a whole host of things. They will go to conferences, they will go to retreats, and they will read and read and read and listen to podcasts and such. So, um, we are in a society now that just doesn't read books anymore. And I find it very valuable. I mean, I probably read 35 to 40 books every year. Uh, my goal every year is to, to read one a week. 
Um, but it's been several years since I've been able to, to attain that goal. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm right. like everybody else. I, I get, I get kind of glued to the phone and I start reading, you know, articles and things on the phone instead of reading books. And, but I would say that the books are the most important thing. Yeah. And you know, I, I look over here at my, my bookshelf and I've got, you know, you've seen it. I've got a, I've got a ton of books over here, and I keep adding to it. And I was kind of the same way. I had a Kindle. I'd read off my Kindle and my iPad, and I found myself when I did that, or even reading on my phone, uh, drifting away. Up, you know, I would get a notification here, a notification there, and I would drift away, and then I'd get sucked into social media and stuff. And so I have really gone away from uh, reading on any device and actually just picking up the book and reading. And I feel like there's, there's a difference in that. You know, there, I would, I could read a book in the Kindle app and I could highlight that. But when I have a book in my hand, the actual book and I, I read and I highlight with an actual highlighter, there's just, um, something, something more to that. So, um, I have used to be a reader and then got away from reading, and I've I've been, gotten back into reading again, and I really I really do enjoy it. So, on I feel like I know who the author is going to be uh, of yours, but tell me your and I probably have a good idea of what what would fit in your in your top five. But give me your top five books for a reading list, and it it, it can either be currently reading, hope to read in the future, have already read, but just top five, the top five books that you would recommend to whoever to our listeners. Uh, that's on your reading list. Okay. Um, So the first leadership book that I ever read was back in the 90s. Um, A pastor that I served with recommended it, and it was the 21 Irrefutable Laws of the Leader, Mr. John uh, Dr. John Maxwell. And so uh, I I just – I was fascinated by that book. It was was a game changer for me, and that's where I became a, a Maxwell fan. And I would say out of my list of five, um, I would say that's a biggie. The one I mentioned earlier, 15 Invaluable Laws of Growth. I have taught that over and over and over again. I love that book. Um, the John Maxwell Leadership Bible is, is a great tool. Um, John says that everything that he ever learned about leadership came from the Bible. And, and he just goes through scripture and, and highlights leadership stuff in there. So it's a full Bible, but it's got leadership points. It's just a great tool. Um, one of the great leadership books that I had read several years ago was by uh, Bill Hybels, and it's called, I, I believe it's pronounced Axiom, A-X-I-O-M. Um, and Bill Hybels is a guy who um, has had some personal struggles since he's, he's written that book, but it doesn't discount the truths that are in that book. Um, and, and as you know, as a rise seven guy, I'm all about lifting people up who have fallen down. So, um, right. I'm never going to be critical of somebody who's, who's failed because I've done so, so many times. And then one of the books that I'm reading currently, um, so I, I, I usually am reading a book on how to be a good dude, you know, how to be a good man. Um, and the one I'm reading right now is the dude's guide to manhood. Finding True Manliness in a World of Counterfeits by Darren Patrick. And, and it's been a pretty good read. Um, and so, you know, I, I have some of those foundational books that I will read again that I mentioned earlier. And then I'm always reading right. something new. I mean, uh, my wife kind of 
I kind of get on her nerves because I have like stacks of books. You know, I'm, I'm probably mm-hmm. reading 20 or 25 books at a time, but yeah, I've got, I've got mine out in my office. So I just have them on, I have, I bought a bookshelf and then it was a smaller one and I quickly filled it up. So now I have books on the bookshelf and then I have books stacked in front of that on their side. Um, so I need to, I'm, I'm going to end up probably building one here for my, my office and make it from like floor to ceiling is probably what's going to end up happening. So I, I had set a budget for books for the year and I quickly went through that in about two weeks, uh, last year. So I, I don't know. I got to figure something out. I love that. We remodeled Um, our house in 2013 and, um, for for 25 years i wanted kind of a wrap around bookshelves and and yeah. i was able to do that in in one of the areas of our house so i've got three walls of oh, books cool. love it so yeah that's cool that's cool um so moving away from the books what you know for me i'm on the road a lot i do a lot of traveling and just for for my work and everything else my business i'm i'm on the road and so i have actually gotten away from listening to the local radio station i I don't couldn't tell you what the what the the newest up and coming song is on the radio. Uh, I listen to the podcast, so I've got my favorite that I listen to. But I'm curious to know um, if you do listen to podcast, which ones you know what what you would put on your top five. Hopefully, uh, hopefully by the end of this year, you know this this podcast, the Chris Logston Leadership Podcast. Hopefully, that'll be at the uh, make it to your top five, but. Uh, tell me, tell me your top five podcast recommendations. Um, of course, John Maxwell leadership would be number one. Um, I listen to that one the most. Um, what's great about that is you can go online and they have a a handout that, uh, that goes along with each podcast. Um, but it's a great show. Um, I really enjoy the Andy Stanley leadership podcast. Um, Craig Gershell has a leadership podcast. That's great. Um, I like the Zig Ziglar show. I mean, I have a, a background in sales hmm. and Zig Ziglar was, you know, probably one of the greatest sales trainers and kind of motivational guys out there. Um, he's, he's passed away, but they still run his show and, and it's just a great show. Um, yeah. there's also a leadership podcast called the global leadership podcast. And there's, there's really some strong episodes on there as well. Gotcha. I uh I have listened to all of those except Zig Ziglar, so I'll have to I'll have to add him to add him to my list. So um kind of in closing, what would you for the the leader, the entrepreneur, the, the person who um is in a leadership role or is trying to grow the leadership, what what would you say to them if they're listening and you have their full attention? What is it that you would, that you would say to them? Uh, number one thing, get a coach. Um, because if you're not moving forward on your own, then you have to ask yourself, what is going to help me move forward? And the best thing that I know to help you move forward is to have a coach. Um, because they're going to go through the process, going to go through the correct process to get you to create that plan. So get a coach. Um, you know, my life coach also says this. And it's simple but yet profound. Just do something. Um, and we were having a conversation one day, and we were talking about some different people. And, and these people, you know, their focus out there in the, 
in a digital world was uh, really tearing people down or just being negative about things and um, critiquing other people doing stuff. And, and he's like, man, why are they spending all their time critiquing somebody and they're not helping the situation? He said, at least these people over here are doing something. And that really resonated with me because in our society, we have everybody has an opportunity to go online to Instagram and Facebook and, and throw in their three cents worth in the comments as if, you know, there's some professional in this area and they know the answer. And, and so we have a lot of um, immaturity going on in our country because of that. And we're not getting anything done. We're just kind of fighting amongst ourselves. And so I, I just say, look, let's, t- let's talk. Let's, let's get some goals. Let's get some steps. Let's get a plan. Let's get a map. Let's get a journal. Let's get a calendar. And let's go do something. Yeah. Kind of that uh, your favorite saying is the, the growth in inches mentality. Yes. Um, I used to think doing something had to be some big extravagant deal. Um, and then I realized, listen, one, one little encouraging word can change the trajectory of someone's life. And so if you will daily look for those opportunities to simply add value to someone's life, then you are doing something that is growth. I mean, when you wake up and say, okay, here I am. What do I have to offer the world? And let me go make a difference. Let me let me bring some hope to people. Let me be an encouragement to someone. Um, it will make a difference in someone's life. Yeah, that's good. Anything else you'd say? Man, I think we covered it pretty thoroughly. Okay. Uh, for those who are listening and they want to learn more about you and Rise 7 – um, and, you know, possibly, uh, getting with you about, you know, life coaching or even the, um, the corporate training, so like how you're not, you're not real, uh, you're not real big on the social media. So how can, how can people get a hold of you and reach out? Well, to I you? would say right now, um, the easiest way to contact me would be through Facebook. Um, you know, I'm not on TikTok. I, I have a personal Instagram, but my business has a page on Facebook. It's just rise seven, the number seven leadership. Um, and I also have a private group and you people that are listening, you guys can join either one of those. Um, it's rise seven leadership group as well. And so you can follow me there. You can private message me and I'll be happy to contact you about, um, you know, doing something for your organization. Sure. So, um, obviously you are in, uh, here in Arkansas. So is for that, for the person we, you know, they be listening all over the United States, all over the world. Are you able to do, um, the life coaching with somebody remotely or are they going to be, they, do they have to be local to Northwest Arkansas? No, we, we, you know, we're in a zoom world. So we can definitely do something remotely. Um, and, and because of the pandemic, everything has kind of shifted that way. But I do believe this. I do believe that face-to-face is the best way. And I'm not talking about a screen. Um, 
we are designed for interaction. We're not designed for isolation. And because of this pandemic, we're seeing a lot of negative things going on in the mental health world. And part of that is because of the isolation. The truth is we need people. We need people in front of us. We need people talking to us. And so the best thing to do is find somebody face-to-face if possible. Hey, I would love to be your coach if you're in, you know, Ohio. Um, I don't have a problem with that. Um, but I had much rather talk to the person across the street face-to-face um, because there's just some benefits to uh, the, the language you see in the body. And, and, and you can just pick up stuff that you can't, you can't perceive on a screen. Right. So I I would venture to say then be, with you being part of the Maxwell team, that if there was that person in Ohio or Arizona or Washington State or whatever else that was really interested and wanted to learn more about the life coach, that um, you could steer them to somebody who is a Maxwell coach in their local area. Absolutely. In fact, if you just Google John Maxwell team and put in a city, um, I, I'm sure several names would probably pick up. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Jed, thanks for your time. Um, I hope that you as a listener got something more out of this. Uh, this whole purpose of this podcast is just kind of another uh, avenue, another extension of a way for me to just live out and um, accomplish my life mission statement and that is to lead inspire and equip people to be greater today than yesterday and so i hope that by listening today i hope that something that was said something that was shared um did lead you inspire you or equip you to be better today than you were yesterday so thanks for listening and you guys take care stay tuned for the next episode thanks for listening to the chris logston leadership podcast make sure you subscribe and follow to get notifications for each upcoming episode reach out to Chris at chrislogsden.com and follow on Instagram at chrislogsden. We'll see you next time for the Chris Logsden Leadership Podcast.